I think I could speak on behalf of almost all children when I say that Halloween is the best holiday. That's after Christmas, of course. I might be 66 years old, but I still have a fondness for Halloween. My wife and I, we wanted children because we wanted to celebrate Halloween again with them. As adults, Halloween just isn't as fun. I like the excitement of going from house to house and filling pillowcases full of candy. But unfortunately, my wife and I couldn't have children. I don't resent her. We had a great life together. It's been two years since she's gone. I miss her dearly every day. The best memories I have of my childhood are on Halloween days, when my brother and I, bless his soul, walked and collected candy together. He was a couple of years older than me, and we participated in every Halloween until we couldn't. He died when I was nine years old. He was eleven, and developed a rare form of bone cancer called Ewing sarcoma. It's a cancer that forms in the bones. When our family discovered it, the cancer had already metastasized. I remember all the visits to the doctor, but we spent almost the entire year trying to treat him. It cost my family a fortune, made us poor for years, but we could say we did everything we could. He died three days before Halloween, and the last words he told me is that he would come back for me on Halloween. Well, I stopped participating in anything Halloween after that. It was our favorite holiday, and I just found it too painful. I thought that I would be able to get over it with children, but I didn't have that chance either. I did have a few Halloween college parties, but it just didn't compare. I also went out as an adult to some Halloween parties with Barb. But it's the collecting candy that I miss the most. Or... Maybe it was my brother, because now I don't remember eating a lot of candy. I was never a sweet tooth, so I gave most of my candy to my brother or exchanged them at school for cool marbles. I was obsessed with those things back in the days. I always gave a lot to my mom. Now that I think about it, it was definitely spending time with my brother that made me love Halloween so much. Anyway, now that Barb's gone... I've been living alone for the last two years. I wallowed in self-pity for too long, and I don't know how I got the drive to do something for Halloween for once. Normally, Barb and I just plopped a big old bowl of candy on the porch, and, uh, well, we let the kids go nuts on it. We didn't stand guard. We always went to dinner on Halloween or went to our friend's place. When she died... I realized that most of our friends were actually hers. Uh, not much of a super friendly guy, so most of the people I knew from college I stopped talking to. When I met Barb, I just inserted myself into her circle. I was okay with that. But now that she's gone, I, I don't get many phone calls. Uh, some of the husbands still call me for a beer here and there, but... We're not tight. So, last Halloween, I received the invitation to dinner at one of our old friend's houses and was compelled to refuse. 
said that Halloween was special for Barb and I, and I wanted to do something special. And so I decided to sit on the porch with the bowl for this Halloween and watch the little trick-or-treaters. Maybe seeing the joy light up their little faces would make me feel a bit of what I had when I was a kiddo. I took my time to decorate the porch. I carved a pumpkin. <laughs> Shoddily, if I must say. I'm not an artist. I added fake spider webs and a plastic witch with her broom and a black cat familiar on the other side. As for myself, well, I didn't disguise myself much. I simply wore a ketchup-stained white shirt and jeans I made dirty with soil from my backyard. I made sure to leave some under my nails for effect and realism. Then, I picked one of Barb's old straw hats, covered my face with it. I sat on the rocking chair on the porch, right next to the candy bowl. I pretended to be a dead older man on his chair, but when the kids came closer, I scared them. It was amazing. I was only doing it to the older kids and the kids with their parents. I'm not a monster. I didn't want to traumatize anyone, but I did want to have my Halloween fun. And let me tell you, the faces that they made, oh, it was glorious. I love seeing the little buggers get scared and then laugh like little madmen when I extended the bowl of candy, telling them that they could take whatever fits their palms. It was a brilliant idea if I do say so myself, because some houses can't offer a lot of candy. With my house, they'd be sure to at least get something great. I, uh, well, I remember back in the days, when my brother and I got fruits. We used to throw them in the woods for the animals to eat. I mean, what kid wants fruit for Halloween anyway? Everyone knows Halloween is for candy. All those good Samaritan families giving fruits. I mean, did they even realize that they wasted their money? Nevertheless, not at my house, no sir. Kids here will get sugar, the likes of which will rot their teeth and force their parents to pay for dental care. But it's precisely the type of sugar they'd be looking for anyway. I spent a little fortune on that candy. Bought three bags of the things. I didn't know how many kids would come, and I wanted to make sure I had enough. By the end of the second bag, the night was almost done. Most of the little kids were back home. I was looking at the third bag grudgingly, knowing I'd have to give it away before the end of the night. There was no way I was going to go through five pounds of candy myself. I don't like sweets that much. I still had to open the bag and spend the next hours literally pouring more than their fair share of candies into the older kids' bags, hoping that I'd get rid of it. But when I had to face the truth that I was still left with a little over two pounds of candies and that the kids weren't coming anymore, well, that's when he arrived. You see, I couldn't scare that one because he came when I didn't expect him. I hadn't seen a single lamp on the street, neither did I hear a single kid for 20 minutes. Finally, I stood up and started to gather the candies, when I heard a little cough. I turned around and felt my heart sink 
into my chest. I swear my blood rushed to my knees, and my weight shifted to the ball of my feet. I was sawed in half. There was a little boy there, but he couldn't have been older than twelve. But he wasn't wearing any fancy costumes like the kids nowadays. Just a simple pair of blue jeans, a blue Superman shirt, and a red pillowcase tied around his neck. Well, I had to do a double take because I couldn't believe my eyes. This was the exact same costume my sibling wore during the last Halloween we spent together when I was eight years old. My heart throbbed remembering that. It's been uh, 57 years since my brother died. Sometimes I do have trouble remembering his face. And this old picture of him and me, black and white, it's, it's in my wallet. When my brother had a scar on the left eyebrow, and he had a tiny mole on his right cheek. It was just a centimeter from his nose. And that kid had the exact same features. I'm 66. I had to sit down. I looked at him again and finally managed to speak. I asked him if he had a good Halloween. My voice was shaking. He nodded and gave me a bright smile, full of missing teeth on the left. When I was eight years old, my brother face-planted with his bike and lost three teeth at the same time. And that smile felt like a gunshot to the stomach. I passed a hand on my face, thinking I was hallucinating. Then I looked behind him to see if there was a parent or a friend, but there wasn't anyone there. I looked at my watch, and it was past 9pm. The time kids are, well I guess, back home after Halloween, it was getting pretty late. I wanted to ask him why he was alone, but I didn't want to sound like a creepy old dude, so instead... I told him that he was courageous to walk alone and extended the bowl of candies towards him. He opened his pillowcase and I just dropped the entirety of the bowl in it because I knew he was the last kid I was going to see that night. Most of my neighbors had already turned off the lights on their porches, showing that they didn't have any candies to give anymore. I still had half a bag, but I might just give it to that kid. When he answered me though, I felt chills run throughout my neck. He told me he wasn't alone, and that he was with his brother. But clearly, while well, I was hallucinating, I probably just dropped about 200 candies on my porch, and I'm hallucinating. I mean, that was the only logical explanation because that kid was clearly alone. There was no other brother close by. And so I joked, I asked him if he was hiding in the bushes, and the child's face lit up mischievously like my brother did when he was about to prank me. My heart skipped another beat. Well, I swear to God this was too much emotion for me. Part of me was absolutely terrified that I was going insane, while another part was battling for happiness. There was some part of me that was happy to see that kid, a bit like a puppy that sees its owner come back home from work. You know, I was excited. The kid in me was absolutely delighted that I was reunited with my brother the night I decided to celebrate Halloween again. 
But the reasonable, the logical part of my brain knew it made no sense. And this kid was either a coincidence or a project of my imagination. There was no reasonable way to explain how my brother would be there for Halloween, 57 years after his death. And he looked so real too, like flesh and bones and moles and missing teeth. And the same ugly costume that I so wanted to wear as a kid and never got to because I couldn't fill it before my brother died. So I was stuck with that stupid looking dinosaur tail dad made out of styrofoam and rope and a face entirely painted green. Now I told him I couldn't see his brother, but that I would give him more candy so he could bring them back to his brother if he wanted to. The kid didn't answer, and so I just dropped the two pound candy bag in his pillowcase, probably making his night at this point. What he didn't know is that I was scared shitless. Well, I sat back down and felt my forehead tickle. I was getting sweaty. This was definitely too much emotion for a guy like me. I wiped my forehead with the back of my hand, but when I lowered my hand, I caught the scent of face paint and saw a flash of green. The back of my hand was covered in it, so I rushed both hands to my face and wiped. My fingers were entirely coated in green, and the kid was still standing there, smiling at me. I stood up and yelled, what the hell? And Bobby just laughed. I mean, sorry, the kid. I couldn't catch that one. I stared at my green-stained hands, then at his laughing little face, then back at my hands. I mean, I thought I would slip drugs without noticing. What the hell was going on with me? Then he thanked me for the candy and said something that, well, to this day, still shakes me to my very core. I'll come back for Halloween. He then waved at me and ran away in the street to the next house, I guessed. But the way he said it, it was just like when my brother last spoke to me. I'll come back for Halloween. I mean... What was I supposed to do with that information now? Did I just see a ghost? Or did I hallucinate? I went back inside my house, showered, and I went to sleep. I was sure that I'd wake up to spill a bowl of candies on my porch, but there wasn't anything in the morning. Next Halloween is coming, and I'm still debating whether or not I want to sit on the porch this year. If I don't, I'll never know the truth, but if I do, am I ready to hear it?